In March this year, you will have the opportunity to vote for your next student representatives. Historically, turnout has been low and many students feel disillusioned with student politics. What is the tangible role that these elected positions actually play in your life? From the Saints, I'm William Finlater. This week on Saints Speaks, advocacy and accountability. Your vote. Rodriguez, uh, the, the president of the Students' Union. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here with you. Um, and today we're going to be talking about um, what do SABs do, um, what's your role, and also sort of start thinking about why people should think about voting and you're going to sort of, we're going to push them towards voting or explain to them why it's important. So first of all, I really wanted to get at what this sabbatical officer actually is. The criticism that many people have of a sabbatical officer is that they don't actually know what they do. Um, so I think let's start off with that question. Um, could you explain to students listening what exactly a sabbatical officer does? Yes, of course. So a sabbatical officer is a student that's taking a year from their studies or is taking the year right after their graduation to work for the student association as a representative of all students. Um, we have currently six sabbatical uh, positions. We have the association president, director of well-being and equality, director of student uh, development activities, uh, the director of events and services, the athletic union president, and I'm missing one, who's that? Oh, the director of, of uh, Ah, of education. And um and and I guess just sort of related to this, um, what what exactly what role do they have? Why are they important for students' lives generally? So we advocate for uh students within our remits. So for yeah. example, as director of education, um they have all the student representatives uh from the different classes in the schools under their wing and they train them so that they are able to engage adequately with the students have elected them uh, and they teach them how to engage with uh, the staff of the university uh, and give adequate feedback so so that um, courses um, can be improved so that uh, assessment is fair um, etc so you know that's put in the remit of the toilet or for example the director of well-being and equality um, Emma advocates for, for um, all things that have to do with well-being and also looks after the EVI representatives within the schools uh, but also within the, the union structures and just like as the door does teaches them how to engage with, with the university for the best. And, and, and day to day what would you say sort of your job is? How because advocating is is quite a big word and I think that's what a lot of students would be slightly uncertain about what does that advo advocation what what does that look like um let's say w one of the things i was doing last last semester was going to different student halls chatting to students uh finding out what they thought about the university what needed to be improved and then i would come back here to the office and start to get the ball rolling you know so if they told me that they were not happy with what was going down the array with catering i would then go to the director of rbs um, to talk about what we could be doing about improving the, the, the food in the hall. Yeah. Um, or in case of, um, 
of the toilet if uh, the director of education got a student that said that there's a course in in the school of history that is not being assessed fairly because x or y then they would go to the uh, director of teaching of the school of history and talk about this to see what can be done and if we can review how the assessment has been done so you come to us and we actually have that direct line uh phone line with, with the different departments in the university to, to make sure that what you're raising is listened to okay um so i'm gonna ask a question about i think voting now so okay so in terms of i know the elections are coming up soon um and last year, for example, just as a personal example, I sport my ballot in, in, in the election. Mm. Uh, in a sense, I'm not the only student that's slightly disillusioned with the whole process. I think only 695 students voted for you yeah. and you won, won the election uh, uh, to become student president. What would you say to me and some others among the St Andrews student body that don't feel that their vote means anything? I think that their vote does mean a lot. And it, if people take the time to, to have a look at the manifestos uh, and what we're trying to achieve, um, they're going to realise that there's a lot of those things that tend to be possible. And depending on how much strife the person gets to, to, to the position uh, has, they, they may get there. But there's also the other side of it in which um, it's not, it's different for a sabbatical officer to try to achieve something if they're working on their own, and that's where we need the rest of the student body to get more involved. Yeah. Um, so if there's big concern about X thing, if it's just us trying to bang a drum to the university and say like, this is a problem, but they say like, no one else is talking about this, so maybe you, you are just not diagnosing correctly, so correctly, sorry, um, then it's going to be a bit of a, uphill battle for us to be able to get there so if you guys have also that initiative we can be working together to to get where we want to be if that makes sense that's that's really interesting because i guess also you could talk about a little bit like if students if students aren't voting in greater numbers it makes it makes the whole it, it sort of whole, in a way devalues the whole thing as well mm. in the sense that in the sense that um in the sense that if it's perceived that there's not that much student enthusiasm for these issues, maybe the university is less likely to react. In your experience, is that is that true or is that not so much? I think it really depends. So I've I've had the 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 good luck that most of the things that I've been raising to the university are been um, are of great concern to students. Yeah. Um, so like I have that backing. Um, but it, it could come that someone mentions something about, I don't know, the library, for example. And, you, no, that's a very bad example, actually. But let's say that the, that the library hours, no one really cared much about that. Yeah. Um, then it would be harder for the director of education or for me to try to be like, oh, we need to keep the library open for longer. Right now, there's that backing. So we can go in and say, like, there's this number of students that are saying this, and we think that it would benefit the, the, the greater student community. Yeah. So, so, so in, a way, in a way, what it means is that there has to be that enthusiasm on behalf of the students, really, if you're going to take an issue further, you think? Yes. We can also take issues that we think are, are of importance, but, but again, it, it's a different kind of, uh, of battle to make that hurt if it's yeah. just one person going for it. And 
we do understand that there's a great responsibility from the uh, association to also get people enthused about things. It, it has to be like a, a two-way street process. Um, and that's why we are trying to focus efforts now on trying to make people more aware of what other officers, not just us, uh, do within the role. So for example, SRC officers or, or, uh, or academic representation. So that people looking at how that activity from the grassroots works gets them enthused to run for those roles. And then we can start to, you know, like make this a scalable thing. So yeah. like we have more people involved on the bottom and then those people that started there start to be more excited about going up and having um, conversations from a, from a higher point of view uh, with the university to try to improve the student experience, which is what we all want in the end. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess, in, I think in last year's election, the current athletic union president, they ran an unopposed. And in a way, if you have that sort of situation, that raises a lot of problems for the legitimacy of that candidate. Uh, so do you find that, do you, or, do, or do you find that's not necessarily the case? I don't think it would be the case because, I mean, I mean if this was a, a system of voting if, in which there was no other option, I would understand that. But if people really didn't feel like the, the, the candidate was running for the AU was the adequate one, they could always have voted uh, reopen nominations. Yeah. And that, that could have happened. Uh, so I, I think that it can be seen to an extent like that. But in reality, there's always a different option to, to what you are presented with in the table. Yeah. And do you, think, do, you think there's, do you think the candidates generally are able to... Um, before the election, able to make some sort of splash or give a sense of who they are? Do you think people knew who you were before the election? Do you think that they're given enough information? Do you think you're, you found that you're able to give enough information? How was that election process for you? I think it was a, a very interesting process overall. Um, and I think it, it happens a lot for, for all candidates, the fact that you're trying to cram as much information as possible within a very small period of time. And then you have to start from zero, you know, like you have to create your, your uh, elections fa Facebook page or try to like campaign in different ways so that people are aware of who you are. Um, there's always space for development, but it's something that we've been looking at this year as well with our academic representation coordinator, who's also helping with running the elections. So how do we reach out to the population and help candidates and make themselves known. And, um, and one of the things has to do with, with working together with the same, for example. Uh, you guys are like a, a very well-read uh, newspaper, uh, but also our efforts through social media and um, having more events in the lead up to elections so that we can get people thinking about it from earlier um, and consider it as, as a plan going forward. Not just running for a sabbatical position, but, but also like if you want to be a school president or, or be the SRC officer for um, wedding participation, if you're aware of these things and you're more likely to want to be like, oh, I could do something like that and have a positive impact in the student community. I wanted to talk about some of the issues that really affect students mm. today in the university, because I think they're important. Um, I think we've got the housing crisis, We've got the cost of living crisis, and I think that maybe we've got this. Um, maybe we've also got this broader sense that, like, students don't feel as if they necessarily have uh, a voice, generally speaking. So I guess maybe 
how are you helping on the housing crisis, which obviously, as the Saints covered, is 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 a massive uh, is a is a massive crisis among the students. How how would you say that you help uh, help students in that? So there's been since August because you remember there was like this big uh, surge of interest of it when when there were people that were not being able to find housing be before the beginning of, of the semester in September. But since then, up until now, there's been several different meetings with um, the leadership of the university to, to look at the different alternatives to sort this out um, with our residential capacity working group that meets regularly. Um, one of the things that will be implemented um, soon is to, to keep better track of, of where our students are um, yeah. and what's their status between the period of application to residence halls up until summer so that we know how many people haven't found a place and how we can support them to find a place before we hit August or September. Um, this is something that we're thinking of doing through My Saint, in which students can let the university know I have found a property and I have a place to live in, or that has fallen through, I am again uh, in the process of, of house hunting. We think that by having better control of the, of the of the numbers and knowing where people are, we're going to be able to be more effective at preventing anything of the sort happening in summer. Um, we have also been advocating with Five Council to talk about the HMO ban more. Yeah. Uh, there's been two surveys that have gone out already uh, this year, the one on the locked rooms and the one on the general review of the policy. And um, I'm going to keep pushing Five Council so that they think twice about the HMO ban and its actual impact on the housing market in St Andrews, as well as short-term lets, which has been also a, a main point, point of conversation in community councils, for example. Uh, the fact that um, Airbnbs have had a, a very bad impact in the, in the housing situation overall, and they are affecting uh, locals and students the same. So it, it's, it's nice to see that there's a point in which we can be working together with local community now to, to try to sort this out. And do you think that the university is doing enough? That's a loaded question, I would say, because having had the opportunity to look at how things work from the other side, I think that they are doing as much as they can right now. Um, the, the situation overall is not the best, if I'm being honest with you. Um, yeah. You are fighting off many different fires uh, around town, but I think that we are in the right track to deliver, um, how's it called? the right amount of rooms for students in St Andrews uh, and hopefully in the long run also make them as affordable as possible. Yeah, because I think you were saying this is this is accommodation week right now, is that right? Uh, next week. Next right week. Right now, week. <clears throat> and, and that's potentially the biggest issue that students face at the moment. Yes. Cost in terms of availability. Um, I think we've done a lot of work at the same to cover mm. that. Um, and a lot of students, I think that in some way, even if it's even even if it's not a direct, even if it's indirect, letting a few too many people in, a few too many postgrads. Um, uh, Barry Will came on the podcast, mm -hmm. and uh, and he said his word. Um, they would, in part, have some responsibility at the university's door. Would you Would you place responsibility there? I think that there's a bit of responsibility in the university in Fife Council. Um, in 
in the way that St. Andrews has been managed overall uh, since 2011, if you look at the first well, instance in which the moratorium was imposed in, in downtown. Um, but I think that we are not helping ourselves by lingering on, like, where's the blame? Yeah. Um, we need to be at the point in which we're think talking about the solutions right now. And I think that that's been one of the good things that the university has been doing, actually. The fact that they are, like us in the association, chasing Five Council and also the different groups that have been helping them with developing their um, residence halls to see what can be done to to create more spaces uh, for students within town and also trying to help those that are finding it hard to find a place here and having to commute from other places. So, for example, the, the night bus to Dundee is something that we worked on um, since August because we were aware that there were these issues with Stagecoach not having um, night bus service in, in, I think it's Tuesday, Wednesday and Monday, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and also the deal with Stagecoach to reduce uh, the amount of money that students would have to pay to, to use the bus uh, was also worked on with this logic behind. And, um, and given also that some things like commuting students uh, does not fit quite with the sustainability goal of the university and its strategy, it's a problem that will be sorted in, in the coming years in how can we bring everybody in um, and maintain things affordable. Um, I think it's, it's important to, to highlight again that we are just at a point in time right now in which the solutions are being worked on, but the solutions are gonna take some time. So if we have Albany Park, Capsite 3, um, St. Andrews West, etc. that are being de developed right now, unfortunately, it's not something that you're gonna be seeing in August this year. Yeah, I think, um, I also, let's, I think, focus back on the election issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess maybe let's get personal um, yeah, a little bit. So I, what, why did you run in the first place? What, what made you want to run? Um, and I guess I'm more broadly thinking about what, why should other people run or like what sort of, what sort of role is this? Um, because obviously that is one of the big problems is attracting people to run. As I mentioned before, we've had the athletic union president run and opposed. So um, what, what made you run in the first place? Well, I thought um, when I was thinking of running that I, that I had the advantage of having looked at St Andrews for a bit longer than the average uh, fourth year because I did the foundation year in 2017. And I had seen um, how the town and the university had been changing throughout those years, how the pandemic had an impact on, on the same population the university alike. Uh, and I thought that I had a good set of ideas that we could be implementing to, to improve how things are going. And um, and I wrote them down in my manifesto and I put it out. Um, when I was running, I was like, I could win or I could lose. Like, it was not a matter of like, oh, this is it all or, or not. But I was very happy to have that opportunity to actually start to implement things that I talked about in the manifesto. Uh, and start to see some of the results right now. And um, I also kind of help set up like a longer term process of improvement within the, the organization and also how we interact with the university and other, and other student groups uh, outside of the union. Um, if you were to ask me 
um, why someone should run. I think that it is a very rewarding job for starters. Uh, you get to learn a lot in a very small period of time. Um, and you have you get better acquainted with how everything works in, in the university and the higher education um, system overall. You understand how things can change and why things can change. Yeah. And also you get that opportunity to like um, represent students, which is something that I actually have really enjoyed. Yeah. That chance of like having that interaction with people and then bring that up and seeing that change happening in, in real time. It's something very, very rewarding. Um, I guess also, um, mm-hmm. um, sort of another sort of, I guess, impetus, if people really want to create change, I guess they want to see what you're able to actually achieve. What do you think you have achieved in your period of stu- uh, as student president or so far? And, 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 uh, and how do you think you've materially positively affected students' prospects? I think that to answer that question, we have to go back to one of the words we talked about at the beginning of the conversation, and it has to do with advocacy. <laughs> the thing with this rules is that um, we might be able to organize events, and you can call those like our achievements, but when it comes to the greater picture, I feel very bad saying that, for example, um, the stagecoach discount was something I did because it wasn't. It's something that I brought up. And I worked together with several different many people and I advocated for it, but it's not a, a single person's achievement. And I think that you may get that answer from quite a us in the staff office. Um, if you got to something that I've been working a lot, that has been from a more reduced group of people, we, we are developing a, an strategic plan for the, for the Students Association that will be covering um, between three to four years. And it's setting our priorities going ahead to try to improve what we are also doing in the building because we want the union to to become more relevant for students yeah. uh, and get them more involved and and this is looking at a, you know a longer term thing that that I've been like working together with people from the union and asking opinion from other students as well so there's that something personal something that's bigger again like yeah yeah yeah, yeah um i i wanted to also ask about turnout because as I mentioned earlier it's quite low I mean it's higher than a lot of universities in in the UK but at the same time I think that if we're getting student presidents or staffs elected on these numbers you've got to ask questions about the legitimacy of the position so um, first question on that Mm. is is do you think there's anything wrong with the, the current turnout do you think that's do you think that's that's problematic? Look, if you put it against other institutions, as you said already, it's not bad. But I think that we need to be measuring ourselves against ourselves, and we could be doing better compared to previous yeah. years. And we are aware of that, uh, and that is why we're trying to to make people more aware of the of the electoral process, trying to make them more aware about the roles, and that's why we're also thinking in the longer run, how can we. Um, get people enthused about what we do throughout the whole year because if we get their attention the longer term then they're also going to want to to get involved and are going to be counting down days like oh election period is going to be like at this point uh from september and they're like oh maybe i, I want to run maybe i don't want to run like what's going to happen uh so yeah we could be doing better but we're addressing the the, the situation I think. 
Yeah, and do you think there's anything you can do, for example, like compulsory vote voting, would that be a good idea? I think that people have that option as well to express themselves by not voting, by not voting, if that makes sense. I, I think I've heard that the idea has been bounced off in, in other places and like in, in other student unions, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's not something that I would personally be like, oh yes, let's do that. Yeah. Um, but it's not off the table. No, it's not off the table. Okay. Um, I think. Um, uh, yeah. I think. I think. Um, I think we'll be wrapping up now. So okay, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess I want to ask you one final question. Yeah, go for it. In a sentence, In you've a got one sentence. Okay. Uh, and you've got to convince you've got to convince the average St Andrews student to vote this election. What would you tell them? You're gonna need to give it like twenty seconds. Yeah, sorry. To process this. We can um, we can we can we can cut this cut this little middle bit out. Thank you. Okay, I guess that you know there's many issues in the university and you as a student are aware of those. Um, the problem is not those issues but rather what is going to be done about that and maybe you have that golden solutions that, ever, that everybody's been looking for. So if you feel like you're well acquainted with them and you feel like you may have a good solution to these things you should run uh, throw your hat in and, and let people decide where your idea is or not and we'll see what happens <laughs> Thank you Juan. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thank you <laughs> Wonderful nice Yeah Thank you to Juan. The state will be running continued election coverage and upcoming issues Culminating in manifesto analyses once all candidates have been announced To find out about the elections visit yourunion.net slash representation slash elections. Nudging is now open. That's it for today. This episode was produced by Isabel Loebscher. We'll be back next week.